It is party time. Welcome to another hump day episode of the Chad Prather Show. I got to eat my words. I got to eat my words. Greg Abbott did it. He did it. He sent a busload of illegal immigrants. Illegal migrants. I don't know what the right word is. Uh, illegals. People who aren't supposed to be here. He sent them to Washington, D.C. in a bus. The first busload apparently got off in Washington, D.C. Just a few blocks from the Capitol. He did it. I said he wouldn't do it. Now, I still don't think that's a good plan for dealing with the southern border issue, but hey, he did it. I said he wasn't going to do it, and he did it. We'll see how more. It could be more like the border border panels that he put up on private property, and he said Texas was building the wall. I don't know, because I, I haven't seen him put up any more panels, so maybe that one bus was kind of the one symbolic shot across the bow. I don't know. We'll talk about this and more. The Puppet Master Mark and, of course, Super Chris Cruz driving us into the nether regions of all things insanity here from Studio 22. We are in the mothership, joined by our good friend. It's been too long. Matt Kibbe, welcome to the show. Finally. Finally back. <laughs> finally back in air conditioning, yeah. no less. Yeah, like I'm not sweating yet. So. <laughs> the last time Matt was here was in the old Studio 22 in the other building, and uh, that was a sauna. Yeah. That was really bad. Yeah. And uh, you asked me before we started what got us moved over here. I said, well, we had Glenn on. And Glenn, when Glenn talks around here, things tend to happen. Yeah. Glenn, well, the, my still my funniest Glenn Beck story about this studio is this the area, and you were on, you were on his show this morning, great hit on there, uh, great segment. But you see the new studio down there that he's built out. When they were painting those red girders inside the building, uh, they started painting them black, and then they were repainting them. And I asked the guys, I said, why are you repainting this? And he said, Glenn didn't like that shade of black. <laughs> <laughs> i didn't know i didn't know there were shades of black what are you doing in town first of all um i i came in town to, uh, glenn did my show kibbe on liberty yesterday mm -hmm. and we did a deep dive on the great reset and the chinese model and lockdowns and how all these things fit together how they're trying to sort of uh we, we all use the word grooming now they're yeah. they're trying to groom us to be compliant citizens in this this crazy new world authoritarian order that that they're imagining and so we I, I want people to to think about it in terms of of the more you comply the more they're going to take mm -hmm. and there's there's no limit to how much they'll take hopefully there's a limit to how much you'll comply with it yeah because i've been generally disappointed that too many americans are like well i'm locked in my home that's okay Oh, you're going to make me get a medical treatment that I may not want? Oh, I guess we have to do it. Oh, you're going to make me uh, uh, show my papers to get on a plane or go to a restaurant? Yeah. At, at what point do we say, just hell no? And I realize Texas has a different mindset. I live in Washington, D.C. Yeah. We're incredibly compliant there. But <laughs> um, that, of course, is in America. So maybe uh, right. maybe there's hope. I, you know, and you're right, Texas is of a different mindset, but it still affects us. Like, I, I normally travel 200,000 miles a year on an airplane. I have no desire to get on an airplane because of, again, the, the FAA, you know, their regulations for masks and just the stuff you have to go through. I don't want to do it. Um, but when you talk about the Chinese model, when you're talking about that, are you saying that we here in America are starting to emulate that and that is what we're embracing, that dictatorial, authoritarian, totalitarian mindset of you're going to do what we say you're going to do yeah. or else. Yeah, I, th I think uh, almost from day one, the, the lockdown model was exported from China. Yeah. And, you know, I'm, I'm sure you've talked about this before, but, but China, you know, it's not really um, 
communism or socialism the way that Mao tried to impose it on the Chinese people. It's like this technocratic authoritarianism, uh, like a story, uh, like a dystopian story out of Black Mirror or something, where they control every aspect of your life. They know what you're thinking, they know what you're saying, they know what you're doing, and it's all sort of modulated through through these um, uh, the social credit system, yeah. which is a collusion or a cooperation between banks and big tech and the Chinese government. And that the infrastructure for that was very much based on lockdowns and vax ports and all of the mandates and even mask mandates. It's, it's all about like, are you a good citizen? Mm. Do you care about other people? And it, true or not, and I don't think any of that's true, um, they started to prepare us for this new world order sort of thing where citizens are just cogs in a machine, we're expendable, and the government's going to do whatever it takes to keep us safe, even if it involves killing us in the process. That's how, that's how dangerous it is. Let's go back to, like, say, the end of 2019 and the first of 2020. We were seeing these images coming out of China. Okay, so there, there were protests in Hong Kong. My first inclination was to think, hey, they've got to shut these protests down because these were pro-democracy, if you will, for lack of better terms, yeah. uh, pro-democracy Hong Kong protests. And they, they were they had to shut that down. And I thought, well, COVID is just a way of shutting that down, yeah. You're getting people back in their homes. And effectively, it did, in essence. But then you start to see the images of people collapsing on the street and welding people in, in their homes. And we thought, you know, this is crazy. And if everybody was saying, well, it's coming here, we'll handle this differently. But we didn't really handle it any differently. And I can remember seeing footage from drones in China where a guy's walking down the street in a village. And the drone starts talking to him, saying, what are you doing out here in the street? You need to get back in. You're not wearing a mask. You need to go back home. And the guy's kind of chuckling, and he's laughing, and he goes yeah. back in. But now we're seeing a full-blown realization of this, right? I mean, we saw the video and the images from Shanghai. Right. People screaming. You can hear them, you know, as they're overlooking this economic center, which is of China, Shanghai, and, and these people are screaming. And what's going on in that situation? Well, think about the absurdity of this in the American context. Uh, the Chinese government has mandated that people in Shanghai are, you know, the euphemism is sheltering in place. Yeah. But they're not sheltering in place. They're locked in their apartments. And... Why would and, and they've, they've been locked in their apartments for long enough that the food has run out and they're starting to starve and they're, they're starting to go to their they're not allowed to go to their windows and scream. But they're, what they're screaming is, I'd rather die than do this. Yeah. Um, but why would they do that? Why would you comply with that? It's because if they break the rules, if they go out into the streets they will be identified and they will be labeled bad citizens and they might be beaten, but more importantly, their lives are ruined because once you become a bad citizen in China, they, they debank you. They take away your bank account. They take away your means yeah. of getting a job and then they start targeting your family. So they're, they're making this choice. Do I starve to death or do I suffer a lifetime of, of, of destruction? Yeah. And like it's 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 so anti-human. It's hard for Americans, I think, to to imagine that such a thing. But but the entire infrastructure that they they, they they use to keep the Chinese people submissive is exactly the things that we've done to Americans over the mm -hmm. last two years. I want to jump off onto another point, but I want to save that for a second. Um, 
because that's going to take us down a whole other rabbit hole in talking about how they're going to control us financially in various other ways. You mentioned the Great Reset. We'll talk about that. This idea, and, and again, they were playing the clip of the screaming from their apartments and from their homes there in, in Shanghai while you were talking, which is a very uh, eerie way to listen to Matt Kibbe with, yeah. with Chinese, you know, with, with Mandarin screams in the background. Um, but I've seen videos of people literally throwing themselves out of their windows yeah. to their death. They just don't want to deal with this anymore. Um, and we talk about them welding people in their homes. I, I don't know that they ever unwelded them. You right. know, right. They left them in there. They're not feeding these people. Um, they're stuck. And you say, this could never happen in America. This would never happen in America. But look at what we've done in the last two years. You know, Steve Day sent me a message a few weeks ago, and he goes, that's why they don't go after the guns anymore. They don't have to. They've realized we're not going to use them. Yeah. <laughs> we're not yeah. going to fight back. We're willing to bow to the tyranny of whatever they tell us to do in the name of safety. I've said it's a religion from the very beginning of safetyism. Uh, you know, the talisman was a mask. Now it's the vaccine. You know, you know, do you have it? How many boosts have you had? It's kind of scary. But they can do it here, which again leads us back to this whole idea of the Great Reset, which means what? Yeah. The, and, and by the way, um, not having access to food in China... Um, just beyond the obvious reasons of you need food to live, um, older Chinese remember Mao's Great Leap Forward, mm -hmm. and they remember almost starving to death, and millions of people did starve to death because of that experiment in authoritarianism. So um, the worst thing you can do to a person in China is make them feel like they don't have access to food. Mm. And so, but... Remember, the, so the Great Reset is Klaus Schwab's sort of uh, Dr. Evil lair where he and a lot of really bad people come up. Uh, you know, it's a think tank, supposedly. Right. And it's a very elite think tank. It's held in Davos and everybody gathers there. Um, <clears throat> but it's all, it's all government elites and corporate elites that gather there. Um, they've been talking for the longest time about all these systems of control because their vision is they, they hate the idea that, would, that people would be free to make up their own minds. They think it's chaotic, they think it's messy, they probably think it's morally repugnant that we would get to choose for ourselves. Mm -hmm. So they're always planning these top-down systems where, where the experts and the elites and the scientists, like it was, it's always been part of like this sort of quasi-scientific idea that you can control people um, by, from the top down. And none other than, than she of China has been lauded by Klaus Schwab as as the mastermind. Like mm -hmm. you can watch the videos on YouTube where they're celebrating uh, the Chinese model. So it's it's not the old socialism. It's not communism. It's not really ideological. It's just about raw power and control, all wrapped in sort of uh, pseudo scientific terms that yeah. that sound a lot more reasonable than um, ownership of the means of production. Mm. And, and that's, uh, that's what I think is dangerous because you can wrap it in, in safetyism or just, uh, you know, there's gotta be a more reasonable way to organize society so that, so that people are more safe. Um, it sounds benign, but in some ways it's more dangerous because the, the tools that big tech has given them, um, and, I, and I mentioned Black Mirror before, like, the drone dog in Black Mirror that 
that hunted down all the people and killed yeah. them for for not obeying. You can see that in China today. It's not it's not a nightmare. It's real. Yeah. This um, this is scary stuff. You know, when you start talking about um, controlling people's resources, controlling their bank accounts, their finances, their ability to do business, to to you know the ESG scores, modern monetary theory. Um, you know the federal federal crypto uh, all these various things where again they're in control i'll tell you a silly story and then, and then we'll go to break shortly but other day i stopped i drive a diesel truck who i mean of course i do yeah. right a big diesel pickup truck and i'm out in west texas and you, you can get out in west texas and if you're not careful you could be in trouble if you're not if you don't have fuel you could go long stretches before you see another fuel pump and then right now, because of the way things are, you may not have diesel fuel available at the gas station you go to. I've, I've encountered that a lot around the Dallas area, especially. But whenever you're driving uh, a diesel, a newer diesel vehicle, you have to put uh, diesel exhaust fluid in there. That's 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 the kind of filtering stuff that makes it a cleaner emission. Right. So not only are you having to put five dollars a gallon for diesel fuel in there but now you got to buy these 25 dollar boxes of death to pour in there and it takes about three boxes to fill up that little tank well that runs down like your gas does so anyway i put a couple of boxes of death in i know i've got this long way to go and as i'm going the, the tank was basically full well the next thing i watched this i watched the death gauge just go whoop all the way to empty and all of a sudden the alarm bells start going off on the dashboard of my truck saying you got a few more miles and you will not be able to travel faster than 50 miles an hour. Uh, and I'm like, I just put the stuff in there. So like, I'm like, do I have a leak in this thing? What's going on? So I pull over on the side of the road. I'm having to push the button to turn it off, turn it back on to get the thing. Finally, I drive another quarter mile. Thing goes, comes all the way back up. And that's the short version of that. Cause it was kind of a harrowing thing. Cause I'm in the middle of nowhere going, here we go. And I thought, now imagine if this is an electric vehicle, mm -hmm. And they can push a button and just turn that off. Yep. You know, if the because I because I said to someone, I said, you know, the computer in my truck, even though it's a fuel-driven combustion engine vehicle, the computer in my truck is what's in control. Yeah. It doesn't matter what reality is. The computer in my truck was telling me, no, you don't have this. That's the scary thing I think we're headed to. We're going to talk some more about that. Before we do, I want to go to a break, though. Uh, do you know what's in that wine bottle that's sitting on your kitchen counter? You don't know because the traditional media and the commercials, they're not going to tell you. Try oak flavoring, mega purple. That's dye, folks. Tons of sugar. And that's not counting all the chemicals left over from the vineyards that look more like oil refineries in the great chateaus of old. But better wines do exist, and they don't cost an arm and a leg either. Take it from America's top wine explorer. Recently, he came across a wine unlike anything he's ever tasted. The problem is this delicious red wine can only be found in a single isolated corridor known as the world's most remote wine valley. He nearly died twice actually trying to find these vineyards. That's how special that wine is. He really wanted to find this stuff. I want you to give him a try. Go over to Bonner Private Wines, and our audience can get these rare wines at half the retail price. You don't need a promo code. Plus, they're going to give you 50% off of shipping. This wine is truly something special. But the supplies are limited. You've heard me talk about how much of this we drank on election night. I want you to go to BonnerPrivateWines.com. You can actually uh, you get the, you immediately get it when you go to BonnerPrivateWines.com slash chat. 
Chad and claim your wine. BonnerPrivateWines.com slash Chad. Absolutely the best Malbecs you'll ever taste. Hang tight. We'll be right back. Hey, Blaze host and all-around smart guy, Matt Kibbe in the hot seat. Let me tell you, you tell me this stuff, and, and i got to start pouring some more of this uh, hill rock right here. Our buddy Jeff Rosenblum, the author of Exponential. That's the beauty. When I was on your show in Washington, D.C. one time, I, I think I was half in the bag when I got there uh, from drinking all night long. And uh, I like your show because you advocate for this. Yes. So we, we call it our booster shot. Cheers. And uh, this hill rock, New York bourbon of all things, pretty dadgum good. Mm. Yeah. Got to drink it while we can because they may shut us down. Right. We may not be able to do anything here pretty soon. I was going to say, like, one of the few good things to come out of New York in the last couple of years. <laughs> it's true. Is perhaps this bourbon. So when Jeff sent me this, he sent me a, a note and he said, dude, I, don't judge me on this. Don't judge, but this is a good deal. Yeah. And uh, somebody was asking me about it and I said, I honestly don't even know how much it costs. I looked it up. It's like an $80, $90 bottle. So it's a pretty bottle. I like that. And surprisingly, it's it's good because sometimes uh, these small distillers will replace a beautiful bottle yeah. with beautiful whiskey instead of beautiful whiskey. Yeah, exactly. And That's true. Some people that don't know what they're doing, they're like, oh, that bottle's cool. But this this one stands up. Is there a rye in that? Does that taste like a rye to you? It says got a spice to it. It says double cask rye. Does it say that? I can't see. I don't, yeah. Unless I have my readers on, I can't see it. So this this is... Um, it suggests it's 100 percent rye, but it you doesn't have to You can see that from be. over there. Yeah, it's impressive, Matt. Uh, I, I drink more than you do, so <laughs> I don't know if that's possible. <laughs> I did go. I have gone the last four days without alcohol. That's the longest I've gone without some form of a cocktail. In I'm ashamed to say it, Mom. Years, uh, but I was like, I need a I need a detox. Yesterday, I was working in my office, started getting a headache. I was like, Oh, that's what this feels like. Yeah, yeah. I was getting a hangover from not drinking. Anyway. ESG, um, ESG, modern monetary theory. We talk about it. We, we It's kind of the boogeyman that's in there. I mean, anybody that's listening to Glenn talk, of course, people need to read his book, The Great Reset. Um, what are your thoughts on this? How, how realistic is this to happening in America? You know, I think it's already happening, and mm-hmm. it's, it's happening drip, drip, drip. And to me, going back to the the Chinese model, it's all about controlling the bank and controlling your money. Mm -hmm. And if they control those things, they control your life. And over the last two years, we have done insane things to our fiat money supply, the paper government money. Um, I think think the supply's gone up like 40% or something. Mm. And that, of course, is a great way to steal money from working folks and transfer that wealth to the insiders that that sort of feed at the trough of monetary expansion first. And this has always been a problem. Like uh, paper money is, uh, government money has always been a way for elites and government officials to feed themselves at the expense of Mm -hmm. people that hold dollars in their wallet. Um, Fast forward to the freak out, like the Biden administration's freaked out about cryptocurrencies and they're you know government's generally worried about about blockchain technologies because they can't control it 
They can c- control the intermediaries, which is what uh, Trudeau did mm-hmm. in Canada to steal the truckers' money, even if it was if it was Bitcoin. <laughs> yeah, um, because they they can just seize the the bank, the Bitcoin bank. But you can you can carry these things in your so-called wallet, which is something that only you control, and that is death to this entire system of wealth transfer and control that the government's always had over us, mm. and it. If we let them turn those paper dollars into an electronic currency that is, again, controlled by the government, I feel like it's almost game over. Yeah. Um, but, you know, there'll be sort of this, uh, this resistance with um, cryptocurrencies and, and all of these hackers that sort of do this system. That's where the revolution will be because you can't control them. Mm. So I, I think about this, all this stuff, like you can look at, you can look at the world of big technology colluding with big government and say, wow, this is a dystopian future. We're all going to be part of the matrix pretty soon. Or you can think about um, radical technologists, you know, cyber libertarian world that is very real. It's very big. There's a lot of Bitcoin millionaires (laughs) out there, uh, most of whom were libertarians who understood what it was before the rest of us did. And that to me is where the opportunity is. Like you, you can resist because they can't control you. So when Klaus Schwab comes out and says, you're going to own nothing and be happy, yeah. basically that's the goal. Right. That's the agenda. Now you go back to, ah, gosh, what was the year? 2013, I want to say it was. Chris, you may be able to correct me on this when you know, Justin Trudeau gets up in front of a group of people and he talks about if there's any, any country that he admires, yeah. it's China. Yeah. And the way they're able to do things, like they can basically snap their fingers and get things done. You would never think, you know, Canada's our nice neighbors, right? They're yeah. the they're the people you can't piss off. They yeah. they're just they're sorry about everything. And so then you see this just utter bullshit that happens with the trucker convoy in Canada and the shutdowns and just the absolute mandates to the hilt that are going on and Justin Trudeau, the pinhead that he is, he he's basically emulating yeah. what he said. Uh, about china so it goes back to that you're right in this regard um i want to play now you know again we're dealing with massive inflation going on here i mean record highs right now i went we were joking about it the other day it's no joke but i I went into the grocery store the other day over the weekend and a package of bacon was 11 bucks i can't imagine that's texas i can't imagine what it's like in dc See, those are fighting words. Yeah, well, it is. Yeah. I mean, pig is one of the cheapest meats on the planet, right? I mean, it really is. Um, They're they're in abundance, trust me. Yeah. What were you going to say, Chris? Eggs. Eggs are, yeah, ridiculous, like eight bucks. I saw saw a carton of eggs for eight bucks. Now, that's not prevalent in Texas, but it's in a lot of places. I mean, in the zombie apocalypse, I will give up eggs. But if, <laughs> if you go after my bacon. I did. I got up this morning and made bacon. I'm out of eggs. Can't afford them anymore. Uh, but I had a little bit of bacon. I want, and like, I'm going to eat this bacon until it's gone because, by God, it's, it's more valuable than gold right. at this point. So I, I had a little, I had a flour tortilla with a little cheese and some, I was like, I'm going to fry this bacon before it, it, it's, it goes bad. Uh, of course, I'm a single guy. I live very Spartan anyway, but uh, I'm not letting the bacon go. But it, this is ridiculous. Um, it, it, so you have, what did it hit? Eight and a half percent. Of course, that's just, you know, that's just one aspect of looking at it. This is, this is insanity what we're seeing. I'm glad the bird shit on Joe Biden yesterday. 
Uh, that made me very, very happy. That bird's been disappeared, by the way. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it probably flew up. Hey, you want to take that route through the windmill farm? Yeah, 100%. Before you do that, though, play, play the uh, gas prices uh, clip from Biden. I'm not going to wait to take action to help American families. I'm doing everything within my power by executive orders to bring down the price and address the Putin price hike. In fact, we've already made progress since March inflation data was collected. Your family budget, your ability to fill up your tank, none of it should hinge on whether a dictator declares war and commits genocide in a half a world away. To help deal with this Putin price hike, I've authorized the release of one million barrels per day for the next six months from our strategic petroleum reserve. This is by far the largest release of our national reserve in history. We're screwed. <laughs> We're who, who, screwed. Is, who is that old guy? <laughs> yeah. By, by, by the way, like, the, you know, yelling at the dictator, you know, they're, they're all trying to blame Putin for yeah. what has been structural inflation that was obviously predictable coming from the fact that we spent $6 trillion that we didn't have and we monetized it all through the Fed because we couldn't borrow any more money. But we're complaining about Putin the dictator Simultaneously, the administration, the Biden administration, is going hat in hand to dictators in Iran yeah. and Venezuela, begging them to give us some of their some of their oil. It's it's all it's all what it, we call BS. Yeah, you you are going to the dictators. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what you're doing, Joe. Yeah. Did you see? Side note: Did you see the uh, was it Saudi Arabian television when they were making fun of yeah, Kamala? Yeah, and uh, I think they did a pretty damn good job pretty bang up job of old uh, sleepy joe there and and more importantly they don't care right if we respect them anymore no and that's a new thing well if they're laughing at you at that level yeah there, there is no respect i mean afghanistan was was a big magnifying glass to the level of weakness we're dealing with in washington dc in this administration so the world doesn't care right you can't put them on notice they, there's nothing to do they're, they're not going we're not going to back it up with anything and, and by the way credibility ultimately i'm, I'm going to uh, a number of former soviet satellite countries to give a bunch of talks in in europe and we're obviously going to talk about putin and we're going to talk about um i think energy is a key part of that but respect comes from strength and strength comes right. from economic strength mm. and as long as we're destroying our currency and it no longer will be sort of the, the world uh, baseline for currency. Um, everything we've done in this country over the last two years has been an economic disaster, and that has global consequences. Like, are they going to take us seriously if we're an economic basket case? Yeah. And no, we're not Venezuela yet. We're, we, have, we have deep reservoirs of wealth right. in this country that has prevented that sort of hyperinflation, but it's coming. This is the beginning yeah. of a substantial degradation of our currency and our buying power. We're going to take a break. When we come back, uh, a couple more things to talk about. But I want to talk about what we do about this. Uh, and, you know, anytime I'm around Matt, Matt's one of those guys where I just want to say, well, what do you think about? And I want to sit, shut up and listen. So we're going to talk about this in a little bit. I, I'm serious about that. There's a few people like that. I can count them on one hand. Kibby's one of them. 
Hey, this spring, revamp your daily routine with Bespoke Post and their new seasonal lineup of must-have box of awesome collections. Bespoke Post partners with small businesses and emerging brands to bring you the most unique goods every month. No matter what you have going on this season, Box of Awesome has you covered. From camping gear essentials to cookout must-haves like hot sauces and barbecue rubs. They, they sent you some pretty cool stuff, actually. Box of Awesome has collections for every part of your life. So get started by taking the quiz at boxofawesome.com. Your answers are going to help them pick the right Box of Awesome for you. They're going to release a new box every month across a ton of different categories. Each box valued around $70. I think it's worth more, actually, but you only pay a fraction of that price. Plus, with each Box of Awesome, you're supporting small businesses. 90% of everything that comes in your Box of Awesome is from a small up-and-coming brand. It's free to sign up. You can skip a month or cancel anytime. It's very easy. Get 20% off your first monthly box when you sign up at boxofawesome.com. Enter the code WATCHCHAD at checkout. That's code WATCHCHAD. We'll be right back. Welcome back, everybody. As you know, at this point in the show, i got to talk to you about some things. Folks, just when you think that the Walt Disney Corporation can't travel any further afield from the Elysian realms of reality into the dark, woke night, they go and do something like this. Chris, play the clip. That. The other big area is gender identity and expression. So doing all of this work uh, to ensure that our employees and cast can express their gender here authentically and proudly at the company. So, you know, coming up with guides on how to change your photo, information about pronouns, working with our benefits team to give information about gender affirmation procedures, both for our employees who are transitioning and trans, but also our employees who have kids who are transitioning. Um, all right, all right, all right. Now, you're a pretty sharp bunch of people, so when I'm guessing, I'm just guessing that when you listen to this guy, you caught the same thing I did. But just in case there are any stragglers out there, he said that Disney is not only working with its employees to help with their, quote, gender identity issues, but is also working with the transgender children of employees, including the use of employee benefits. Now, understandably, Disney has clammed up about this and won't say anything at present. What you just saw is the result of Christopher for Rufo's stellar espionage efforts over the past several months, and I have no doubt that the high-up muckety-mucks at Disney are good and pissed off about it. So let's talk about this for a minute. At what point in time did Disney decide that it wasn't enough for little girls to want to be Disney princesses? They needed the boys to want it too? I mean, let me see if I can answer that in a roundabout way. Have you ever heard the phrase, loose lips sink ships? Well, I want to suggest a new phrase that's related to that concept. Loose thinking sinks countries. Start with first principles. We know that the left's primary instinct is its primary its primary drive, its mandate is what? They want to subvert the dominant paradigm. We talk about that all the time. The very idea of being progressive comes from the notion that everything is always in a state of moving forward towards some inevitable but nonetheless unreachable utopian end. Change is always the operative word because change is ultimately what they want. That's why there's no actual group about which the left truly cares. They don't care about you. It's why they'll throw any race, any gender, any of their supposedly marginalized intersectional groups right under the bus at the first sign that it will help them get what they want. It's about control, folks. In order to parse out any of this nonsense with any clarity, you have to start with these first principles. Now try for a moment, despite any discomfort it may cause you, to put yourself inside the mind of someone who thinks this way. Kind of disgusting, isn't it? But hang in there for a minute. Now I want you to expand outward and imagine that you're part of a whole group of people with similar thinking. Okay, got that in your mind's eye? 
uh, you can throw up later, but for now, just hang with me. Now, given that your mandate is that whatever is calm and stable and considered good and right in this moment must in fact be bad, where do you go next? What horrible things must you justify in order to move things forward, in order to subvert the dominant paradigm. No one is safe. No group is safe. Even the most innocent among us, in fact, especially the most innocent among us. You see, this is why we're calling them groomers, not because everyone on the left wants to have sex with kids. Some do. Most probably don't. And not only because they want to ruin kids' lives, you see, that notion would imply that they cared about anyone in the first place. Leftism is a teeming, frothing swamp of, uh, oh, just disgusting narcissism. I, there's no room in there for feelings of any real sort toward you or your children or any other people group that's out there. There's only room for manipulation of the current situation. But if they could turn the generation of tomorrow into an even more warped version of themselves, so much the better. Disney's just the latest pawn in the left's play for ultimate endless power. The moment, the very second that Disney lo no longer serves a useful purpose to them, they'll discard it like the toilet paper stuck to the bottom of their shoe that it currently is. So enjoy your moment in the sun, Disney. Do all your evil deeds. Use your company's benefits division to help mutilate children all you want. But your day is coming. It's a small world, after all, and there's no room for you once, the, once you cease being the useful idiots that you are. Matt, do you think we're overstating the case in this situation? No, but I, I think there's it's fascinating. So, so the whole debate about this is like, are corporations doing this to appease their government overlords? <laughs> is this a top-down thing where where corporations feel like they have to comply, even though it goes totally sideways with their their customer base, right? Yeah. Um, or is is are they doing it in cooperation with government? This is this is mm. a debate we have about a lot of things. And you know, um, I have trans friends, and I happen to be a libertarian that that has a very live and live let live attitude about all this stuff. And they would tell you that this radical, not live and let live, but you must live like I want to live. Right. Philosophy does tremendous harm to to anybody. That's that's outside of the norm. We we eliminate tolerance. We we eliminate anybody that's gonna let let you do what you want to do, mm -hmm. as long as you don't hurt people or take their stuff. So I think it's um, that the radicalness of it is fundamentally anti-libertarian. I think it's fundamentally anti-American because Americans are generally tolerant people. I don't care what you do. As Thomas Massey, my good friend, congressman from Kentucky, is like. I don't care what you do in your holler, as long as you don't care what I do in my holler. And that's Some weird sort of the, shit happens in them hollers too. That's the glue that held America <laughs> together because we're, we're a bunch of weirdos, right? Right. Um, and obviously, the people in Kentucky have nothing to do with uh, the, the sea urchins in Washington D.C. Yeah. But by trying to impose this top-down, one-size-fits-all radical agenda, I think we do great damage to our culture and our ability to put up with each other. Yeah. It's a sad situation. It really is, especially when it comes to children and, and the influences there, because you're right. And as we say continually, and I catch a lot of crap on this show, you know, people send me messages. They're angry that I'm not calling this person out or calling. I'm like, look, I, again, you're not encroaching on my freedoms. You're not encroaching on who I am. So why am I going to jump over there in your holler and, and try to blast you? But again, when you're cramming it down your throat, whether it's in the form of legislation or just cultural change or, again, subverting the dominant paradigm, yeah. that's when I'm like, yeah, okay, look, you're not about equality at this point. You're not even about inclusivity or acceptance. You're about control. Yeah. And that's the scary part. 
And, and by the way, as long as it's allowed to work, the market is going to solve the Disney problem. Right. Um, because they are alienating um, some wildly huge percentage of, of their customer base, which which is parents that, that, that love for their kids to consume this content. Um, but the question is, will the government allow them to fail at that point? Yeah. And will they allow alternatives to emerge? And this is where sort of tech censorship and deplatforming um, comes to bear because the culture, the, the culture industrial complex doesn't really allow for wholesome alternatives. Yeah. They discriminate against it, right? Yeah. But um, it's hard to stop. And I, I told this to Glenn, there's more of us than there are of them. Mm-hmm. And, and by us, I mean anybody that's, that's, that wants a choice and doesn't want to be dictated to from the top down and wants to get back to that live and let live ethos of America. I don't think legislation uh, on our side solves the problem. I think right. that's a mistake to play that game. I think we we win this in cultural space and market space and, and create alternatives that get back to that. Let's talk more about that in a minute. That's exactly where I want to go. But before we do, uh, let's talk about a touchy subject, not the one we're already talking about. Let's talk about losing your hair. Matt's got good hair. You son of a... Anyway, uh, Keeps. Keeps offers doctor-recommended clinically proven research-backed treatments to stop hair loss and improve hair growth. It uh, it keeps physicians. They're going to help you select the right products and treatments for your specific condition and hair goals. All Keeps treatment plans are delivered straight to your door at about half the cost of the traditional pharmacy costs. Uh, your plan is going to come with a full year of unlimited messages. That way you can connect it to your doctor at about anything, really, at any time. With Keeps, you get quality expert care without visiting a doctor's office or pharmacy. Whether you're looking to prevent hair loss, stimulate hair growth, or just take better care of your hair, the one, the, the few that you have left, Keeps has you covered. Hair loss stops with Keeps. Get 50% off your first order. Go to Keeps.com slash loss. That's K-E-E-P-S dot com slash loss. We'll be right back. So what I'm hearing you saying, and I'm going to talk about two words here, um, parallel economy. Yeah. Is that the solution? I think it is. And, and parallel or just a replacement because, because the, the outsider idea, this is what entrepreneurship is. It's the outsider coming up with a crazy idea and everybody laughs at him and then he charges forward and all of a sudden you're Steve Jobs. Mm. And so I, I think it's, I don't know if it's parallel so much as competition against the existing regime yeah. that could, in fact, become the new economy. And if it's not, that's fine. Like I, you know, again, like if if you want to consume that junk, I don't have a problem with you doing it. Right. Don't don't mess with my kids and don't force me to do it. Right. That's fine. But um, to me, the 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 only thing that's sticky in our economy. Is, is all of this censorship that, that is very much collusion between big tech and big government. You have the president's spokesperson telling big tech, you must do something about COVID disinformation. Mm. So like, is that, um, is that big tech making a decision for themselves? I'm not so sure it is. Like, this is an offer they can't refuse in a certain sense. But, you know, just when people think that everything's lost and we're totally screwed, somebody comes along and fixes the problem. And I happen to think that um, blockchain 
technology. I have a friend who's who's actually on my show this week, um, Jeremy Kaufman, mm. who built a blockchain-based platform called Library. And there's another platform called Odyssey that's a replacement for YouTube, but it's blockchain. It can't be controlled from the top down. And to me, like somebody smart like that needs to figure this stuff out. Right. And that's where you could get an alternative movie industry. You could get alternative entertainment. You could get alternative music. You could get alternative news, different philosophical ideas. Um, and what the government's been doing is kind of like whack-a-mole, right? The authoritarians. They keep trying to stop us. They'll deplatform parlor. Something else is going to pop up. Yeah. And the reason they're going after crypto right now is that, that that's what they're most afraid of. But something always happens because free people always find a way. So despite is how, how screwed you are feeling every day, um, I, think, I think we always figure it out. Optimistic. I, I, as an entrepreneur, I'm certainly hopeful in that regard. Um, where can people find you, Matt? At uh, freethepeople.org is where we produce a lot of video content. We do lots of documentaries um, about some of the stuff we're talking about. And uh, I'm on Twitter. You can get spicy takes. I think it's <laughs> at mkibby. I'm, I'm more, I'm more Twitter-like on Twitter. Yeah. Because generally, I like to. I, I want to reach uh, the community I call the Liberty Curious. Right. People that haven't thought about this stuff, people that are curious and trying to realize that, you know, these these absolute choices that they're trying to impose on us, you know, there's a different way. Yeah. That's uh, that's honorable and altruistic. I just like to piss people off. Yeah. I'm good at that. A little rough around. The You're edge. a natural. I, I am. It, it comes I'm just a redneck. Uh, do we have time for a quick TikTok? We do. You know what? They like to surprise me and try to piss me off as well. So play it. Hey, if your parents don't love and accept you for who you are this Christmas, fuck them. I'm your parents now. I'm proud of you. Drink some water. I love you. Bye. That's all it took. That's a teacher? Yep. Yeah, fuck them parents. I'm your parents now. <laughs> yeah. I mean, they're just saying the silent parts. They're not yeah. even silent anymore. Yeah. That's the deal. Um, get your kids out of public schools. Uh, bottom line, get your kids out. It's built on a faulty system built on a humanistic system it's built on it's it's designed to churn out socialist and marxist that's what it's going to do and the teachers by the way are getting victimized as much as the students are so it's a, it's a bad situation people keep saying i'm anti-teacher i'm not anti-teacher i want educators to be able to educate but uh, here we are it's a bad situation um let's go to a quick break we're going to close this thing out matt kibbe make sure you're following him everywhere he is you know that thing i told you the other week about we've lobotomized ourselves and cut off that part where we do the critical thinking and the complex thought this guy right here will help you get that back, all right? So make sure you're following him on everything he's doing. Uh, hang tight. We're not done. Be right back. Hey, I'd be remiss if I didn't tell you to support the parallel economy by sub subscribing to independent broadcasters like Blaze Television, blazetv.com slash Chad. And uh, get over there. Use Actually, use promo code MORECHAD. You don't miss out on the overtime. Don't miss out on our overtime that airs every Friday. It's not its own standalone show, so you have to go into my show in the subscription area, and then you'll see the overtime uh, 
uh, episodes that are there. It's good stuff. Changing your life. It's it's not political. I'm just kind of helping you. Life coaching, if you will. It's some redneck, redneck philosophy. I love it. It works, believe it or not. Uh, go to chadonblaze.com. Do a little shopping. No matter where you are in the shop, you can use promo code CHAD10. Get 10% off. And uh, I've got live shows coming up all over the country. We're ramping up. The second half of the year is going to be crazy. I'm going to be in the Woodlands, Texas uh, on April 29th. Get your tickets now. Go to watchchad.com. That's where all the fun stuff is. Don't forget to check out our new store there as well. We've been doing a lot of work, a lot of changes, a lot of good stuff. And uh, and as I said, don't forget to be following Matt Kibbe as well. You can get his content when you go to Blaze TV and subscribe as well. Just get it all. Be supporting. Be supporting. Tomorrow we're going to get off the rails. It's a Thursday episode, so you know what's coming. We'll see you then. Love you. God bless you. Bye.